time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday, your best look ahead at the weekend sport with a major focus, as ever, on the Dons from Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. In tonight's show, following the international break, it's back to league business tomorrow and a hectic week with the final three league games ahead of the split, beginning with tomorrow's visit of St Johnston. We'll have the rest of the weekend action and, of course, as ever, the predictor. And Dave, it was great to see Ryan Christie, Kenny McLean and of course Scott McKenna all in a Scotland jersey on Tuesday night. Yeah, it certainly was uh, excellent to see Scotland with uh, back-to-back international games in quick succession, of course. And uh, the national gaffer, Alex McLeish, is very impressed with Scott's contribution. It's a great level. Jack coming in for his first game, he was super confident. He's got that demeanour and he's concentrated the whole game and equally... Scott McKenna had probably an even better game tonight than he did on Friday. And Scott McKenna, Andrew, we've said it before, he, he must pinch himself every morning. Just what a remarkable transformation in the past six months. Yeah, I mean, when you, you think back to how he started the season playing development league football, playing Iron Brew Cup ties, he's only actually played 20, he's only started 28 games for Aberdeen. And there he's got two Scotland international caps already. I think Willie Miller did comment on the fact that he played six or seven years before he got a look in at international level. But, um, the, I think everybody's got to be really delighted with the way that he's, he's taken to international football the same way as he's taken to regular first-team football in Pataudry. Um He didn't look out of place. And in fact, on Tuesday night, I thought it showed what a very good footballer he is, never mind just a defender. I thought his distribution from the back, his game awareness, his positional sense, everything was just spot on. And he's such a level-headed young lad, Dave, isn't he? Yeah, he, he certainly is. I've, I've said it before on the on this program. You know, that Scott is uh, an old head on young shoulders, very very mature. His feet are always firmly planted on the ground, despite you know all the high praise that's been uh, flying around, including from Derek McInnes, who says Scott has made remarkable progress. Over the last five, six months, he's been outstanding and he's been flawless. He's got a sniff of it and he wants to stay there. He's now got a sniff of that international setup. And, you know, without preempting anything, he's done himself no harm to be involved in future squads. Some youngsters physically aren't ready to go and play week in, week out. Scott clearly is. You know, the good work he's done in the gym and, and uh, off the pitch. Um, but again, for a lot of our youngsters, and, and that is the message, it must be an inspiration to see Scott McKenna come in and, and absolutely establish himself uh, in the team. Every day likes to see youngsters come through. To see him going straight now into the international setup is is inspirational for, for all our young ones and it shows what can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Scott McKenna, he's one for the future and uh, for the present. And of course, it's great, Andrew, that we've got him on contract till 2023. Whether he'll stay until that time is another thing, but it does mean that we'll get the proper market value if he goes. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, it's, we've said it before, you know, he's, he's had to fight against various setbacks and and uh, it was funny, coming back up the road from the Development League game on Tuesday, you go round a roundabout um, just outside Forford and there's an advert there for McKenna's electrical engineers. That's Scott's dad. Now, he could have been an electrical engineer um, because he had three months 
out of football altogether because of a heart problem. Fortunately, that has rectified itself and he's able to play football again. But it just shows the, the swings and roundabouts in football. When he was out with that, if you'd said to him, look, in a couple of years' time, you're going to be established as a, an international football player, he'd have laughed at you. But um, he, as we've said, you're a, he's, he's such a, a nice, grounded boy. Um, he deserves every success that's come his way. And believe you me, he has worked hard for that success. Now, after the Dundee game, uh, the manager was very critical of the state of the Pataudry pitch mm. and uh, there is work being done to, to try and rectify that. Yeah, fair play to the club. They've invested heavily, a, a six-figure sum in um, huge um, ultraviolet lights that will hopefully uh, help the grass to grow. And, and Derek is... Uh, optimistic that the pitch will improve with the new lights. It's good to see that we're actually being a bit proactive and trying to help the pitch and help the groundsman there and trying to get, and the lights will definitely help, they won't help um, for this weekend unfortunately but hopefully the next time we play uh, after the semi-final whether we're playing at home in the first game after the split hopefully everybody will see a significant difference and it will help help the players um, in the performance you know, but it's uh, no, I think the lights will help, but it's, it's, we could have done with them a bit earlier, truth be told. And, uh, you know, the lights, they're no magic beans, you know, no, the grass isn't growing at a rapid rate. Um, they're go- it will help, but and I'm, I'm grateful, and the groundsmen are grateful that we've now managed to um, maybe help the pitch in some sort of way. We could do with some magic beans, though. <laughs> yeah, yes, but uh, no, every little helps, as they say, and uh, if it aids the, the recovery of the pitch, which, let's be honest, with the weather that we've had over the last three to four months, there's been precious little that any groundsman up and down the country has been able to do to, to really uh, keep a, a pitch in prime condition, unless you know, you've know you got millions to spend by relaying a pitch every other week, sort of thing, like they seem to do down south. Um, it's, it's been a difficult surface, and if that does help towards the, the the post split fixture, so much the better because you know we've got an awful lot still to play for this season. Starting off, Andrew, with St Johnson tomorrow, uh, a side that's been a, a bit of a thorn in our flesh in the past, but this season it's been relatively plain sailing. Yeah, two three nil victories against them in the league so far this season, which is as you say most unusual because. It, Normally, St Johnston games are very, very tight. They've got a decent record against us, um, and we've had our fair share of victories against them. But uh, I think tomorrow, Saints, having won uh, against Hamilton in midweek, will come with a, a fair degree of confidence. But I think everybody at Bittordi knows the importance of this eight league game stretch that we've got between now and the end of the season and uh, I think everybody will be right up for taking on the Saints tomorrow Yeah, it's uh, it's one that um, obviously three points are being targeted for we're at home and we need to keep that uh, finishing second within our own hands Yeah, that, that, that's very important indeed um, As for St Johnson, you know we're used to seeing them challenging for a place in Europe they've consistently done that punched above their weight if you like they're certainly lower in the premiership than than some would expect and uh, Derek uh, was asked about that today there's no shame in them not being in the top six I know they've still got an outside chance of getting there 
but you know uh, they're, they're still a formidable opponent and they've still had a, a good campaign I feel um, and uh, you know it's just really if that is the perception it's just because of the standards I've set in recent years and um, you know I think they're, they're a very good team I think they've been the last few games very St Johnston like you know and I think they um, thoroughly deserved their win during the week you know they beat them D4 now not so long ago a couple of weeks ago a very impressive performance and um, you know they've got good players St Johnston I think sometimes people forget that you know they've got some very good players and uh, they've had good results in recent seasons and they'll continue to get good results because of how they work yeah, they have got good players, um, Andrew. They're, they're, um, and, and Stephen McLean seems to keep his best performances usually for games against Aberdeen. He does, but um, I think he's he's had a quiet season. He's only scored five goals this term. And I think the, the problem for St Johnston is that um, you know they don't have a lot of money because they don't get fans coming to watch them. They, they should be getting far bigger gates for what they've done in recent years. Uh, Wednesday night they are 2037 I think it was mm. um, you know that's a pathetic performance for, for a top flight side and uh, I was surprised to see Tommy Wright saying that he's looking to get a full time scout down in England because I would have thought every club would surely have a, a, a full time guy in charge of recruitment um, because for a, a club like St Johnston you have to go and try and find uh, the, the unpolished diamonds um, in maybe the lower leagues both here and down south to try and develop and then sell on like other clubs have done and maybe you know they've they've punched above their weight for so long that they've maybe hit the glass ceiling that they can't break through and patience will probably be the watchword tomorrow I would imagine Dave yes yes indeed um, you know we, we can't just turn up and expect uh, Aberdeen to uh, brush uh, St Johnston aside um, I was speaking to uh, Greg Stewart today uh, as he previewed the game and you know he told me Saints have always been a tough team to tackle over the last few years have done really well they've got a lot of experience in their team they've obviously had a little stumble this season because of the finished top six most, most of the last few seasons but that, that's just what happened as I say the league's got a lot more difficult St Johnston are still a good team as well a lot of experience so it's, it's definitely going to be a tricky game for us we're a hard team to play against but as I say it's all, it's all about us and how we approach the game but obviously we're at home we'll always go and look to win it Greg Stewart, who, who will be looking to start, I would think, Dave. He's, uh, he's been in and out the team this season, hasn't he? Yes, he's, he, he's, he certainly has been. Um, he, he's done not too bad, uh, not too badly when he's come in. But, um, you know, th- this, this, is, this is a good chance uh, for him tomorrow uh, with, you know, Niall McGinn. Um, not being available, we'll come to that uh, a little later. Uh, this could be a chance for for him to start the game. If you get a run of games and and you pick up ones and it becomes a routine, and um, just before the break we seemed to we we we'd done that again as we had a wee stumble a few weeks back, but um, we went away in the break had a wee rest, more than the fact that we had obviously the end of the season the last kind of hurdle to the season is coming so. We went away, had a little break, came back this week, worked hard, and they obviously the national boys have went away and done well as well. So now we're, we're looking forward to it. And Andrew, we're, look, we're looking to obviously qualify for Europe in both the Cup and League. Absolutely. And ideally it would be the Cup because you start a fortnight later. Uh, but um, yeah, I. 
the ideal scenario is that we'll win every game between now and the end of the season then we're guaranteed to finish at worst second in the league and as cup winners so uh, it's it's a tall order right enough but uh, you've got to aim high and it's the business end of the season now when the prizes start getting handed out and Aberdeen want to be up there uh, with the best of them Yeah there's still a few teams in contention though isn't there Dave? Yeah, indeed. And and Greg Stewart says that, you know, it's easy to explain why clinching a Europa League place for Aberdeen will be harder this time around. The league's a lot tougher this season. Hibs coming up and doing really well. Hearts are coming back again. The Rangers obviously doing well. So it's been a really difficult season, as in the teams have got a lot better. um, But we've still got our, our, our same aim as we had at the start of the season. That was to to try and push Celtic as far as possible and now it's we need to try and finish second that, that's kind of gone so the aim is to try and finish second and, and lift the cup and the team news Dave yes uh, as, I, as I touched on just a, a moment ago uh, Niall McGinn uh, will play no part in the game uh, the manager has been explaining that uh, he has a groin strain you'll miss tomorrow unfortunately um, and we'll probably be a doubt for the Murrow game during the week and then we'll assess it at the back end of next week um, confident he'll be fit for the semi-final but hopefully get him back before uh, and get him a game before that game um, he felt it against Dundee uh, last time out um, you know, we, we assessed it at half time he wanted to continue playing but it's just um, got to a stage where he, he needs to rest before it develops into something a bit more sinister so we're hopeful we've got it at the right stage but unfortunately for us it means he misses a couple of games and we'll continue our build up to Aberdeen against St Johnson tomorrow afternoon after these Red Friday with ESWL a local procurement company with a global client base it's time to talk dogs stand free with North Sound 1's Red Friday you're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday with Andrew Shiny, Dave Galloway and myself, Dave McDermott. Don's in league action at home to St Johnston tomorrow afternoon and you're one to watch, Dave. I'm going to go for Captain Fantastic Graham Shinney. Um, so influential all season, so consistent. He can win the midfield battle with the likes of Murray Davidson and co and hopefully lead Aberdeen to another win as they look, as we've already touched on, to maintain momentum in the league and build towards uh, the cup semi with Motherwell. I'm going to go for a name that hasn't been mentioned for a number of weeks, Joe Lewis. Joe is fit again. I saw him play for the Development League side a week past and he came through that without any bother at all. And I think even though Freddie Woodman has done extremely well uh, in his spell deputising for Joe Joe is the number one goalkeeper at Petordry and I think he'll be back between the sticks tomorrow and a fit Joe Lewis between now and the end of the season will be a big boost for Aberdeen Indeed and uh, Dave off the field uh, Aberdeen launched a a new membership scheme Aberdeen A yesterday Yes absolutely Uh, I was having a chat with Derek McInnes about that today and he says it's a, a fantastic idea and concept. There's a lot of supporters out there that we, we don't actually go and make, have that contact with and um, and liaise with and it's important that we do have those relationships and we do have <coughs> feedback and, um, and that interaction from the supporters. This is us trying to establish a, 
um, this network and this membership the scheme that the benefits will be clear to the club as well um, and I'm sure it'll be uh, a lot of supporters who, who it won't be for them I'm sure there'll be a lot of supporters who see the benefits in it and, and want to be part of that ultimately um, any any revenue or any extra funds from that will go straight back into the football department which um, the supporters can then hopefully see, physically see a, a tangible difference in terms of on the pitch and in performance in general and uh, we'll be chatting to commercial director Rob Wicks at halftime on Red TV tomorrow afternoon, Andrew, about the Aberdeen and uh, Nal McGinn, who we'd rather have him on the field, but he'll mm-hmm. be joining us uh, for, for commentary. But it's a, a good day, good scheme, particularly for the international yeah I think the the people who uh, can't get to Petordi who who live abroad etc they want to feel that they're part of the club and this is an opportunity for them to do that yep good idea Dave yeah I I, I think it's fantastic Um, it's kind of thinking outside the box it's something uh, a a little bit different and you know a lot of fans appear to be buying into the idea Um, you know you don't have to be hugely wealthy to invest in the club and uh, put put money into the club and it, it's all going to be you know y- you pay what you can afford and as uh, Derek was saying there you know the money is going to be ploughed back all of it into the football side of the club which is great absolutely well um, to the inevitable now that's the predictor time uh, two weeks ago uh, Dave you only got two points goodness me I got three the Red Army represented by Adam Rooney got six and the uh, Andrew, something went wrong because you got eight points. Well done, well done. Yes, it's getting to the time of season when prizes get handed out, so you just move to the top. Yeah, so it does mean that (laughs) I am in fourth place. uh, Is that bottom? uh, Fourth with 87. (laughs) Andrew, third with 91. Dave, 95. And the Red Army, still 10 points clear, 105. Now this week, uh, Don's defender Michael Devlin is representing the Red Army. We will get uh, Michael's predictions shortly, but uh, First of all, let's get ours. Dave, starting with Motherwell Rangers, which is a lunchtime kickoff tomorrow. Yeah, Motherwell Rangers. Uh, Rangers, as we've touched on at various uh, times this season, very good in attack, not so good in defence. Motherwell, with home advantage, they'll, they'll try and make that count. I think Rangers will just be too strong. I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. Andrew? Well, uh, Motherwell, with 10 men for more, for more than half the game, managed to get a 0-0 draw against Celtic last time out. I think they'll get a share of the spoils again this time. Uh, 2-2, my prediction. I've gone 2-1 Rangers. Andrew, uh, staying with you for Celtic, Ross County. It's a matter of how many, isn't it? In this one, County do look as though they're destined to drop out of the top flight. And I think Celtic will win 3-0. Dave? Uh, I'm going to go one uh, better than that. I'm going to go 4-0 Celtic. And that's exactly what I've got. Uh, Dave, staying with you for Hibs Partick. Hibs at home especially have played some uh, great football this season you know they they swept Aberdeen aside uh, it, it pains me to say um, a number of weeks ago playing some absolutely terrific football Partick Thistle will go to Easter Road fighting for their lives they're right down there in the, the basis uh, right in the teeth of a, a, a relegation dog fight I can't see anything other though than a comfortable home win I'm going to go 3-0 Andrew. I think it's going to be tighter than that because uh, as Dave said Partick are fighting for their lives and Hibs actually have lost twice as many games at home as they have away from home they've drawn a lot away um, but uh, they are good at home and I think um, despite the fact they'll be missing John McGinn who's suspended after picking up 12 bookings um, 
I think they'll they'll edge this one two one. Well, I've gone Hibs two, Partick nil. Kilmarnock Hamilton, Andrew. You can only see that being a Kilmarnock victory. Hamilton, uh, they're struggling as usual. Uh, come this time of the season, they, they, they normally manage to pick something up, but they're up against a side who are flying at home, and I think Kelly will win that one two nil. Dave. Yeah, that's exactly what I've got, Dave. Uh, 2 0 uh, to Kelly. It's not me. going to happen because I've got it as well. 2 0 Kilmarnock. Dave, Sunday lunchtime, Dundee Hearts. Yeah, very interesting one. Dundee with a, a real nightmare week on paper. Hearts at home, followed by a midweek trip to Celtic Park and then a trip to Ibrox the following weekend. It's really difficult uh, to see them getting any points from these three games. They are in big trouble down near the bottom and you know it wouldn't surprise me if they finish uh, the season in uh, the relegation playoff place. As for uh, Sunday, Dundee will fight, I'm sure, but um, Hearts will be uh, just too good on the day. I'm going to go 2-0 to Hearts. Andrew? I think Hearts will win as well. 2-1. I've gone 2-1 and the, leave the biggest one till last. Aberdeen St. Johnson tomorrow afternoon, Andrew. Well, as we mentioned earlier, we've beaten them 3-0 both times, but I think Saints are in slightly better form this time, so they'll only lose 2-0. Dave? <laughs> That's what I'm going for, uh, 2-0 to, to the Dons. Um, Aberdeen, of course, went into the international break on the back of uh, a return to winning ways after seeing off Kilmarnock on pens and then uh, Dundee. The Saints, as we've touched on, uh, they have returned to a little bit of form, win, draw, win in the last three matches. Uh, they'll be they'll be coming to Pitaudry, set up to make things tough for the Reds, but uh, like I say, 2-0 to the Dons for me. Okay, and I've gone Aberdeen 3, St John. Johnston once. So let's get the views or predictions of the Red Army this week represented by Michael Devlin. Right, Michael, uh, the lunchtime kickoff uh, tomorrow Motherwell against Rangers. Rangers 1, Motherwell 1. Okay, Celtic Ross County. Celtic 2, Ross County 0. Hibs Partick. Hibs 2, Partick 0. Killy Hamilton. Killy 1, Hamilton 0. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Sunday, Dundee against Hearts. Uh, Dundee nil, Hearts one. And finally the big one, Aberdeen, St Johnson. Aberdeen two, St Johnson nil. Well, good old Michael there, betting against his old side, or predicting, not betting, obviously. In League Two, Peter Hedder at home to Clyde. Here's boss Jim McAnally. Then David Goodwillie, they've got a player that shouldn't be playing at this level really, you know, so if he's in form, then you can be in trouble. He makes a massive difference to them. They've obviously got other important players on their side. They're, they're strong, they're big. But the big thing is they've got momentum. But I think it, it all goes well for a fantastic game on Saturday because my new motto is, is that you know we need to win at all costs. And, and I think they probably feel the same because they've, they've now got a selling at the playoff places. So... You know, it should be a, it should be an exciting game. Highland League, Andrew. Well, game of the day tomorrow is the Breeden Highland League Cup final being played at McKessick Park in Rothes. That's for Martin United against Fraserburgh. So, the Engraver can put an F onto the cup. You can get started in the McDoobie.com <laughs> Super League uh, game of the day. There seems to be Dice against Banksadi. Banksadi have only lost once in the league this season. That was against Dice. That's your lot on Red Friday for another week. Remember Aberdeen against St Johnson tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock. Have a good. Easter weekend. Bye-bye. Red Friday with ESWL, a local procurement company with a global client base. It's North Zone 1's Red Friday.